Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Do you ever wonder if God has called you to step out of the boat and walk on water? Or if God has enough provision to launch you in your ministry? Today we interview Melanie Jackson, who's written an important book, More Than Enough. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a new guest who has been a longtime friend of our ministry. And not only is she uh, an active leader in Christian ministry, ha has launched, for example, a homeless ministry that has helped serve thousands of people, we're gonna talk about that, but also has written an important book. Author Melanie Jackson has written More Than Enough, and I wanna welcome her to the program. Melanie, how are you today? Doing great, thank you. So I'm honored to, to get to interview you. I, I read your book and, and it was a page turner, right? So go ahead and hold up the book and uh, tell us the full title. The book is More Than Enough, Miraculous Provision Revealed Through See You at Home For Our Friends Without an Address. Friends Without an Address, so, so that's kind of a, a catchphrase. I think I know what it means, but what is a friend without an address? Well, you know, words have power. And when we put someone into a category with a label, for instance, instance, homeless, then that category usually has a lot of preconceptions. We, we think there's a certain kind of person who fits in that category. And a friend is not really like one of those categories that has negative stereotypes. A friend is somebody that you've welcomed into your life. Yeah. And these happen to be friends who don't have an address. So friends without an address. I like that. And we're gonna talk about uh, uh, ministry to friends who don't have an address because you've got a lot of experience in that. But more broadly, uh, God has brought you on a journey to, to get you to a point where you stepped out of the boat, so to speak, where you tested to see if God would provide for you uh, when you didn't have the fun funding and you began a ministry that served countless people and God provided the funds. Uh, tell us a little of your, your personal story. How did you get started and, and how did you come to faith in Christ? Well, coming to faith in Christ was actually as an adult. I was raised in church, but a lot of the folks around me, I found a lot of hypocrisy that they weren't really living out their faith, including my own parents. So I came to faith when I was 26 years old. And just a couple months after coming to faith in Jesus as my Lord, I was in ministry. I was in radio ministry about two and a half months after I surrendered my life to Jesus, which was, it was just awesome. It was beautiful that, that he called me to serve him through vocational ministry. And you worked for a Christian radio station? I did, yeah, worked there almost eight years and it was really, an awesome experience. I love media. I love what Christian music does in the lives of people, what it does in my life. I say that that music, worship music, Christian music is really the soundtrack for my life. 
And and you have been a worship leader. You love uh, uh, the the idea of offering your heart to God in song. Absolutely, yes. The Lord opened a door for me to be an interim worship leader to help churches who are starting a new contemporary service or churches who are starting a new choir program or maybe they want to do more outreach in their community. I did kind of worship and evangelism and outreach for quite a few years. And you earned your seminary degree, Master of Divinity, uh, where and why? I went to Midwestern, a Baptist school in Kansas City, went in 2005 and graduated with that Master of Divinity in 2008. And what attracted me to that school and that degree is they were starting a new program, a new ministry track with the Master of Divinity, which used to be 92 hours in person. <laughs> now it's a little bit different, but I did mine when it was still in person with a concentration in worship leadership. And that's what I was doing. That was God's call on my life at that point. Yeah. So it was very attractive to get the languages and get the theology degree along with a component for worship leadership. And then you had a, a, a personal encounter. Something changed your direction suddenly with, without explanation other than it was God, right? To begin serving Friends Without an Address, the homeless community in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Yes. It was a cold Monday night, almost blizzard conditions. It was the first Monday in December. And my pastor had told me about a ministry that used an old ambulance to go out and to take supplies to people right where they were, right in the parks in town and right different places where people would stay who don't have a place to live. So my pastor and I went out with this truck called the Canteen Run and we parked on campus on the main, the main area where the restaurants and everything are, the campus of the University of Illinois, and opened up the back of the truck, and three guys came from across the street who looked cold, yeah. <laughs> looked like they needed some help. And I noticed that one of the guys, his, his fingertips were starting to get dark. Really? Here I am in Champaign, Illinois, a very affluent community, and it didn't make sense to me why this guy would be getting frostbite. It was a disconnect for me. Wow. We, we kept talking to them, got them some coffee, some hot chocolate, got them some blankets for that night. They said they were gonna be sleeping in the parking garage across the street, so they'd be out of the wind, but sleeping on concrete. Also very cold. Very cold. And one of the volunteers in the truck that already knew the guys um, said, hey, could we pray for you before you go? So we all got out of the truck and we made a circle and held hands. And the volunteer prayed for God to take care of these guys, to just protect them through the night. And when the volunteer said, amen, one of those guys started praying for us. Wait a minute. The the homeless guy with frostbite prayed for you, and that surprised you. He thanked God for bringing people who cared about him and prayed that we would be safe and that we would be warm. Wow, and in that moment, I think maybe you heard the voice of God that you were called to serve in that kind of capacity. We need to take a short break, but when we come back, I wanna ask, uh, how did that launch a different career and where was God in that process after this?
Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. I'm Dr. Chaps. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that famine would be a sign of the end. And we are now facing a famine of biblical proportions in one of the poorest states in India, where our charity has sponsored up to 259 orphans and children for many years. But now, there are thousands of people starving in the streets because of the unemployment there. And we've been helping widows, like the letter we received from Sanuri, who writes to us and says, I stay with my three children in the slum. I was washing plates in the hotel and earning bread for my family, paying house rent. Suddenly I lost my income. After hotels were closed by the government, this was a shocking moment for me. Afterward, we could manage eating half a meal a day to manage a scanty ration for longer days. When there was no ration left for my family, I was quietly weeping outside with agony. An unknown fellow came and asked whether I am a widow. I said, yes. He wrote my name and address and asked me to collect ration from your office. I got that ration with joyful tears. I strongly believe that God helps the helpless during troubled times through benevolent people. You know, the benevolent people she's talking about are you and your generosity when you give through our ministry is actually helping her to see God. Would you please donate today at 866-Obey-God? Again, our phone number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, and help us supply a matching gift. We've already given up to $10,000 to supply 100,000 meals, and there's somebody out there who could double that gift with one stroke of a pen. Please donate through our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and designate your gift to India Relief. Please give today. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Melanie Jackson, who's written an important book, More Than Enough. You can find it wherever books are sold, but you also have a website. It's morethanenoughthebook.com. There you go, uh, that's a good place to buy it. I recommend the book, I've read it. It's, it's a page turner, it's, it's interesting, but it's also a lot of uh, uh, personal relationship stories. You can tell that, uh, uh, not only have you dealt with a lot of people, but God was in the middle of this. On that night, when you encountered that homeless man, a friend without an address, who had frostbite, what was God saying to you? Well, that experience of him praying for us, it was, it was a real game changer for me. I didn't expect for one of the folks on the street to talk to God on my behalf that night. And it really, that was the beginning of breaking through different paradigms that I had for people who live on the street, really beginning to break down the, those preconceptions that I had of what these people are like. This man knows Jesus and loves him. Yeah. Yet he's sleeping on the concrete. What's going on here? Yeah. And, and it was really the beginning of an investigation that night to find out what are the resources in our community and why aren't these guys in the shelter? You know, there has to be a reason, probably yeah. more than one reason, yeah. why they aren't sleeping in the shelter across town. So it was a period of investigation to find out what was there and why it wasn't working for these guys. Yeah, and my experience, not as much as you, but I got started in 
homeless ministry. I used to go to parks in Colorado Springs and, and pray with people and feed them and we saw miracles and exorcisms and, and God sort of launched me as an evangelist in that area. Then when I was a Navy chaplain, I would take my sailors every Friday to the Union Mission in Norfolk, Virginia and we would feed the homeless every Friday with my sailors. Uh, my, my young sailors won six awards including best in the Navy for community service. We love serving the poor. Uh, and now we do that in different forms. We have uh, free coats for homeless veterans. Almost every winter we go out, we buy coats and we spray them with uh, uh, like waterproofing spray. Mm -hmm. And then we hand them out in the parks to as many homeless people as we can find that need a coat. When those cold winters hit, uh, it surprises me that people are unprepared, but, but Christ is there through the church to try to meet their needs. Absolutely, God has commissioned us to be his hands and feet. And we know through scripture that he has such a heart for anyone who is disenfranchised, those who don't have power, those who don't have resources. That's, that's who God is for. And if that's his heart and we want to follow his heart, then that's where we need to follow him yeah. into those places. So from that brief encounter launched an entire organization. You, you were the founder and, and the initial creator of See You at Home, which is still going today. It's a very successful homeless ministry and it's got a budget and it's got staff and it's got volunteers and it has events. Uh, and you began raising money as a nonprofit organization to take care of a local problem in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, how did how did the inspiration and how did the team come together to form that organization? Well, as I said earlier, I went on a period of investigation to try and find out what was missing in our community. And I found out about a national movement that was happening for housing people who are most vulnerable. And this was a medical mortality measurement. We did this survey of the population in Champaign of those who don't have a place to live. And we identified those who were frankly closest to dying. Wow. And that's been the focus of CU at Home since the beginning. We think about the, the V, the vulnerability V, and we're right at the tip of the V who, who we seek to serve. So I actually moved into a homeless shelter for two reasons. One was to save money, because I didn't have much money to get this started. And another reason was to be in relationship with people who have been in a homeless situation. So I, I sold my car, I sold my motorcycle, sold most of my seminary books, moved into a shelter, and that summer was really the beginning of what became See You at Home. That's fascinating. I mean, that takes a lot of commitment. You could have just taken a, a, a worship job somewhere and had a comfortable salary and, and maybe uh, been able to pay for whatever you wanna do with that. But instead you followed Christ's command, sell everything you have, give to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven, and then take up your cross and follow me. And you went the other way. You, you followed the cross into a homeless shelter to live among them. That's, that's amazing to me. Well, part of the reason for writing this book and for asking people to read this book is to understand that when God calls us to do something, 
he almost never gives us this big plan, this big process of, okay, at month three, this is gonna happen. At month six, this is gonna happen. That's not the way it works. Yeah. There's barely enough light for the next step. Yeah. And this was just the way God opened the doors for me, connected me with the homeless ministry. I was gonna lose my place to live is what prompted that. So it was very practical. Right. Me moving into the shelter and it was an old hotel, an old two story hotel. So I had, you know, my own shower and toilet. I had a bed. I even had a small refrigerator. It wasn't like living in a big room yeah. with 100 people, but it was, you know, inconvenient for certain things, yeah. laundry and cooking and stuff. I usually would on the weekend do that at other people's house. So sometimes God calls you to do something and you have no idea how it's gonna work out Yeah, most of the time. But then staff started coming on board and volunteering it, and you became a leader and built your own organization that was eventually funded and paid you a salary. Well, that was quite a long journey, <laughs> funded and pay you a salary. Yeah, yeah. So I lived in the shelter for 18 months, and I did not take any salary for 26 months, and a part of that was kind of following the George Mueller model. For those of you who know the man who reached out to orphans in England yeah. and the Lord provided for him and for these kids miraculously based entirely on prayer. And faith, yeah. And faith. See, I didn't write a missionary letter. I didn't go before churches and say, oh, would you support me in doing this? That's never happened. You asked God for money. That's right. Yeah. And he provided. I remember, you know, one example, I, I had sold my car and got a little cheap car and I really needed tires. I didn't have any money. And a friend from church, completely unconnected to tires, handed me $400 cash. Yeah. It's, it's the way God provides. I had a cell phone with service that entire time that I lived in the shelter with no salary. I also had health insurance that entire time. Health insurance? Health insurance, it, yeah, different people paid for health insurance and for me God provided. Me asking. You never asked, but God provided, and that became obviously the title of your book, More Than Enough, yes. means that when God calls you, he supplies the resources, yes. and it was supernatural, miraculous provision for you to, to grow into, into your next role. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Melanie Jackson will tell you how you can have faith to step out of the boat and launch the ministry he's called you to. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray In Jesus Names Ministry. Dr. Chaps here with this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. Well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS, you get a big discount and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help, not a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get for Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, and that's the lowest price in history. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The MyPillow Topper, for the first time, has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Melanie Jackson, who has written an important book. Uh, Melanie, hold up the book, say the full title, take your time, and what's the website? The book is More Than Enough, Miraculous Provision Revealed Through See You at Home for Our Friends Without an Address. So I wanna focus on the miraculous provision revealed part of it. Uh, before the break, you were talking about how God began to supernaturally provide you funding and finances, and then it became a, a nonprofit organization that is still helping thousands of people today. It is, and, and to this date, um, CU at Home has never taken any government money, and they won't be taking any government funding that can hijack the ability to share the gospel. It's entirely funded through local donations, and it's about a little over a million dollar budget this year. And, and you came up with this idea, or, or maybe God did, or somebody else mm -hmm. did, of inviting celebrities to spend a night in a box on the street in the dark, like like you know, refrigerator boxes, and this began as a fundraising event? In, in the winter in Champaign, Illinois, first Friday in February. So yes, it's called See You at Home One Winter Night, and the Lord did give me the idea to do this. It started out as an idea to do a promotion with a radio station, and that didn't work. Then the idea was to have tents in the downtown park. That didn't work because the park district had an ordinance that no one can sleep on park district property. Wow. So I was gonna have to get that ordinance, a variance for it, and it was gonna take too long. So a friend who helps nonprofits said, nope, this is what you do. 
boxes on the downtown sidewalk in Champaign and get some folks to stay in the boxes and they're going to raise your money for you. And she said, the first person we're going to get is the mayor and I know he'll do it. <laughs> so I got the mayor, I got the chief of police, what? got my pastor, and then just folks, just moms and kids. We had a little kiddo that first year, a couple of youth groups did it, one, one campus group from U of I did it, and we asked them to spend 12 hours in a cardboard refrigerator box on the sidewalk the first Friday in February. It's cold. Wow. And um, that first year raised about $28,000. We had 28 people raised about $28,000. And this last year, they raised just over three quarters of a million. That's amazing. So, so through that experience, the mayor uh, and, and some of his big donor friends actually donated money to your charity and the mayor had to sleep in the box overnight. I, I've got to get a picture of that. Uh, he must have been, maybe he got frostbite at the end of this, I hope not. Uh, but, but that teaches wealthy people, honestly, mm. to, to sympathize with the plight of people who have to do that, not by choice. It's a loose simulation. And that's what we say about it. It's a loose simulation. You know, you, you're trying to sleep at three o'clock and here comes the garbage truck. And yeah. you know, the people getting out of the bars and they're kicking your box. You just get a little taste of what it might be look like to be invisible for a night. There was an award-winning documentary movie made about what you did. Uh, hold up the, the movie. People can find the DVD when, maybe when they go to your website. Uh, and, and what is this about? It's called The Phoenix, Hope is Rising. And the Phoenix is a daytime drop-in center that we developed through See You at Home where guys could come in, they could strum the guitar, they could play a game of chess. And we invited people from the community to come and spend time with them there at the Phoenix, having their stereotypes and paradigms busted. There was um, a guy who came in and he played a game of chess with one of the guys from the street and got absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> and you know, chess is kind of an intellectual game. Yeah. You wouldn't think of the guy sleeping under the bridge kicking your tail in a game of right. chess. Yeah. Well, we have just a minute left, but would you just minister to our audience? Somebody out there is inspired. Mm -hmm. They've been sitting on, on the back row, but God's gonna bring them to the front row. Uh, would you pray with them? Absolutely, let's, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be your hands and feet, to be those who you call to love the unlovable. And Lord, I pray for my friends watching this who are feeling that tug at their heart to do something, to do something about girls caught in sex trafficking or to do something about the poverty in Africa my encouragement, Lord, is that you would encourage them, help them have the strength to step out of the boat, to say yes, and to follow you into those dark areas. You are a God of abundance. You will provide, and Lord, you are more than enough. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Melanie Jackson has a website, More Than Enough, the book, Com. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, pick up the phone and call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll see you next time.
Dr. Chaps need your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.